an inability to enjoy one's life, or many, many things. And you would think that then you would have maybe a curious idea, hey, I'd like, maybe there could be a different way. Yeah. So you take LSD or something, or do something, read some books. There's something that motivates us to try to find something out. Yeah. It's not like we're just going about our business every day. They're, we're pretty curious, and, we're tr- and yet this disease has a defense against any kind of real thorough relief from it because you're identified as it. Yeah. It's tricky. You know, the, the disease, in a sense, the dis-ease, is clothed in your clothes and sounds like you and looks like you, and therefore there's a a lot of possibilities are eliminated with the identification as. The possibility of being free from is eliminated, and then it's like, all right, being free as, you know, or maybe being free through. So what do we do? Then therapy comes along, and a lot of things come along to sort of maybe ease or to make the disease feel better about itself, (laughs) really, instead of just really getting relief from it, you want to sort of explain to it why you're fucked, you know what I mean? So you spend a lot of money every week to go over your history, and then, oh, now you walk out, and you quote-unquote feel better, but it doesn't last, it's not even a feeling better, it's more of a mental thing, and now you feel like, oh, now I know why I'm screwed, but the screwing is continuing, and now... The, the I knowing I'm screwed is another aspect of being screwed in a way. So now the disease is trying to understand itself and it's trying to sort of like maybe, all right, it's open to be civilized, so I'm not going to fucking tell you exactly what I'm thinking right now because you may not like me. So that's an important aspect it wants. It wants some kind of approval from others because it doesn't really get much from itself. So it needs to get a nicer reflection, so maybe you behave yourself. But in the, when you're sitting alone quietly, you're fucking, you know, full of resentment and you'd love to kill that person or this. And you're so disappointed for all the times you've been let down, let's say, you know. Like some, I put so much, I thought you were the one or whatever, and then it's, it's a, something fails once again. But it never gets around... Well, not easily, anyway. It never gets around to questioning itself, in a way. It'll question who it's with. It'll question its parents. It'll question what it did, or what was mostly done to it. It'll question where it grew up and the schools it went to. But it really won't get down to seeing if this thing that just seems so-so is actually so. It just feels like it's me, and that's more than enough to base the whole life on that. So, so we now look outward. You know, that's what happened with me with the thing. With the identification as self in place, you don't know it, first of all. You don't have a clue that the identification is in, in, uh, with self is in place. You take it to be you. That's it's, that's, it's like culmination yeah, when the when the act of being identified is seemingly culminating you feel like that which you're not so 
and it's pretty it's got and I did a lot of stuff you know a lot of spiritual investigation and practices and it really didn't put a dent in any of that identification it just sort of flowed it in a different light you know and uh, maybe a loving gaze was produced and I I became vegan or you know I wore looser fitting clothes and and I shopped at different places and went organic some things like that but basically it was like a chameleon just changing the color of the skin not getting out of the skin you know it's still the chameleon no matter what color it's presenting itself so oh you look you're so different now Paul but really it's just on the surface it's sort of like photosynthesis is making it look a little different but really the same chameleon is chameleoning you know so, so this whole point, this message is, let's just take a breath today and stop, you know. Just stop. Maybe you can't stop the head, but maybe at least you can stop the body. You can just stop here. And then let's just see that if that assumption has any weight to it, you know, and it's not difficult to turn the attention in. It's where it turns its where the attention when it's turned in goes. Usually the attention when it's turned in goes to something that's out, the body. So you're pictured as a body. So when you go inside and think about you inside where no one else is hearing, that you you're thinking is an outside thing. Isn't it? It's the body. So you never really go in ever. You go, you think you go in, but you go into that which is out, the brain and the body. So you go into the thought system, the thought system is like an appendage. It's almost like if you weren't just so engaged in physicality, it would be like a leg. You would see it as a thing. It's not you, it's a thing, yeah? It has a huge influence. It seems to dictate how you travel and this and that. But it's not that you have a physical limp in a way, a physical, but there it's a limp in a sense. It's a failed system that we seem to rely on to navigate here, and obviously it's going to fail. And when it fails, the system contains its own possibility of failure by turning it on you. So you were the one who failed. You know, just like when you practice Buddhism, and everyone seemed to be getting clearer and they were meditating longer, and they were getting healthier, and let's say it wasn't seemingly working for you, who would be to blame? You. Yeah, it would always go to you. You would always be to blame. And if it worked out really well, you would probably claim some of the credit. Yeah. So, this, this idea of... The whole idea of us moving here is already co-opted by the sense of being that one that's moving, yeah? And you obviously, like the, the Zen master in the faith mind says, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You can't use movement to get out of movement, yeah? You just have to question who is it or what is it that's moving. If that gets settled, or maybe the possibility that it could be erroneous is entertained, you'll see the tree, in a sense, by its fruits. You'll start traveling lighter over a period of time, 
And what does that indicate? Indicates you're onto something. It's like the old the rash with the ointment. You don't know what what's causing this rash or what it is. So you get all these different ointments, and you put one on, and maybe you had a belief this is the one, and you really think you have psoriasis. And then when the psoriasis continues, you're like in the, you're confused because you were you thought you were right, and you're not willing to give up that idea. So you just buy more and more psoriasis. Tons of psoriasis. You go to a psoriasis expert, and you you know, and your whole story is I'm suffering from psoriasis, but you're mistaken. So let's say you try another ointment, and this ointment increases it again. Would it? It would be insane to put more on, wouldn't it? You would just say, no, I think I'll put off and see. And then finally, you put an ointment on, and the rash starts clearing up. What does that indicate? That it's the solution. Why? Because the quote unquote problem is diminishing. That's the evidence. Yeah? So I entertained this idea, and it produced a lightness that was never produced by any action. It was like everything dropped down about 20 feet. Everything looked exactly the same, but I wasn't. I fell into another level of relaxation that I never got to through tons of massages or fucking baths with, you know, Dead Sea fucking salts. Fucking, you know, whatever. You know, loofers and women rubbing me all day. No, no, no. It was a relaxation that could never have been produced. It was just a relief, yeah, when the system collapsed a little. Yeah, the whole house of cards, instead of four levels, it had three levels. Yeah, coo coo coo. Yeah. And so what happened? Why not entertain? Oh, all right, that's enough. You know, no, all right, let's see what else. Just keep entertaining, kung kung, kung kung. It almost felt like that. Kung kung, it was like the, everything would just drop to another level, and it was like I could breathe there, you know? I could, it was okay. Yeah. And so the whole start of the ball game, the whole framing of the ball game shifted out of time, out of me, and it, and it, it works better. It's as simple as that. So, I don't believe I'm insane at all. I've just been entertaining it ever since. And over the years, it's proven to be the last answer because I haven't come up with any other answer, nor has any other answer been brought to me. And I wouldn't even look for another answer. And that would imagine, I would say, the greatest answer would exclude any looking for any other answer. My, my feeling... I mean, you may think you have some good answers, but there's that still motivation in seeking to find a better or a turbocharged answer. This didn't happen with me. Entertain this answer, and I haven't had any desire for any other answer. So I would say, that's a fucking answer. Because what did it do? It wasn't an answer in a long line of answers and then more answers and more answers. It was an answer that put the end to all other answers fucking far out. Yeah. Screw a huge, a huge, a huge boulevard of selfing was, was no, no, no traffic, you know? Just cut off as if it was never there before. And that was just the first closing. Yeah, and then there was more closings and more closings. And then all it is is since that day I heard this idea, all it has been really 
there's been thousands of different things that have happened, experiences, perceptions, but the same entertainment, entertaining has gone on unabated the whole time. Because it's not me entertaining, it's mind entertaining. So now you feel like you're meditated instead of that I gotta go home and meditate. You feel wherever you are, you're being meditated. You feel like you're led instead of looking to find someone to lead me. You feel like you're directed instead of seeking for new directions all day. Yeah. And the evidence demonstrates the tree will verify itself through the fruit. And that's what it does. This thing freaking works. Maybe that's not its intention, but here in manifestation, if you can wake up to being awake, it's going to provide a freedom you can't find in here. You can't find through doing and having and acquiring and claiming and losing and giving up and surrendering. No, it gives... It's You become exactly what you've been looking for. Literally. Not as that which was looking, but as what's seen. You are that. And then that's that. And then it's like, pass the salt. Go to coffee. Do this. Oh, this person wants to talk about something that's not happening. You hold the space. They fucking go, oh, you helped me so much. I didn't do a damn thing. I never done a thing, ever. Oh, you've helped me. I had no intention of helping you. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone needs help. Everyone, if they get an ass kicking, needs an ass kicking. For some reason. Who knows? I can't figure it all out. <laughs> Seriously. In recovery, the biggest disservice you do people is keeping them from a bottom. Because the bottom may be the, what, exactly what they need. They need to have everything collapse in on themselves. So maybe, just maybe, that cherishing of self will be diminished. You know? You realize, I wanted to get to that port in this boat, but the real thing is to jump out of the boat. The boat's already sunk. You're never going to arrive at the shore you're looking for. Jump out of the boat. But it's my boat. Exactly. It's not out. It's the my that keeps us bonded. It's the my that keeps us wanting to get it as Marco and Paul and, and Chris. Yeah? That's why. That's all the drive. The drive doesn't come from what we are. The drive is coming from what we're not. Yeah? It's seeking to lose itself in this story of finding itself. Lose what we are, actually, in the finding of what it is. So I don't know. This is, you know, I did this long tour. saw so many different types of people. Some really slick, you know, really slick, very attractive. It looks like the embodiment of what I would believe conceptually as the truth. <laughs> I don't know which one was trickier. The drug addicts or the spiritual seekers? It's fucking, it's fucking tricky, man. 
They look really good. They wear really nice, tight-fitting yoga outfits. They're healthy and drinking fresh juices every day. If they would accept me, I great. I would immediately join. <laughs> but I think I curse too much. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only kidding, people. They're my main supporters. What am I doing? I'm burning all my donation bridges. <laughs> I can't do that. I cannot bite the hand that feeds me. But you know, it's tricky. The mental state is a tricky state because it's it's you can't recognize it by its its uh, width. Yeah, it can be a very very slight film, almost like just one 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 thing of saran wrap. But that's all it needs. Yeah. It doesn't need 50 things. 50 is just its sadistic nature. <laughs> so you really can't fucking see anything. But one or two, it gets you anyway. You're still sort of embalmed in its mummify, mummifying state, yeah? It sort, of, it sort of has you like a spider that gets something but doesn't eat it right away. It just encases it in a little mumma thing and then, oh yeah, feels secure. It's under no threat that that thing's getting away anymore. <laughs> the fly thinks it's going to break out any minute, but the spider knows. <laughs> Even that you need to sit with, yeah, and see, whenever you think you've arrived, that's not it. It's like Ramana Maharshi. I don't know what he meant when he said it, but I really like it. The way it implied, what it implies to me. Where he says, there's a guy sitting in the auditorium, watching the movie, realizes the movie's unreal, yeah? But there's a subtle sense that he's real, seeing the unreality of the movie. The movie, the dream is, is the auditorium is in the dream, the theater's in the dream. The guy sitting thinking he's the really seeing the unreality is also the unreality. Yeah? So anytime, any attempt or, or claiming of any position can only be in the content. Yeah? And, so, and the mental state is always going to put up a flag. You may recognize the first time, five times it does it, but maybe it'll get by the sixth time where now you think you got something. Yeah? And sooner or later, if the grace, and I believe the grace is available, it will be, it will dawn on you, oops! <laughs> and then the circle gets ever bigger, and you, as this, and as that which is thinking now, and that what believes it's feeling and doing all this stuff, is never not going to be in this. It's never not going to escape the content. So you can finally relax that you are left off the hook, you are never going to be free as what you're thinking yourself to be. Hallelujah. Serious. You can get off the track. You can put, you know, put the spiritual track clothes down and put the spiritual shoes away and maybe loaf around during the day. You know, maybe be available to others. Maybe you're not on this, this noble 
super spiritually chosen path. No. You and I are never getting out of what you and I think we're in. I feel it's great. It's such a good bit of news. So maybe you can really enjoy your latte today. You know, or you could just sit here and realize, geez, yeah, there's all these plans I have for today, and those plans will still be produced and this and that, but do I have to completely give myself over to it? You know, because basically every there I'm going to get to is going to be here anyway. Why not just take the quality of here-ness and be aware of it each here and there I go to? Because the there's always here when you get there, yeah? So in a sense, it looks like sleight of hand that, all right, I'm going there, I'm going to Sausalito, which is different than Marin City, but really, the there in Sausalito, when you're there, is here, isn't it? Why not have a little sense of that here-ness that's never not here while you're doing all the traveling? And maybe it would bring a little bit of leavening to all the importance that the mental state wants to paste on all the future and past events, all those here's and there's that you once were, maybe if you could actually bring a little here into every here you go to, then you may find that's what you've been looking for. And the dilemma was how you were looking for it. You were looking for it as a someone. And you're never going to find no one as a someone. The someone needs to be negated, and what's left, find out. Find out what's left. If there is no someone, and yet something still continues, what is that? That's the here, that's the wisdom of no escape, that's the ever-present moment, that's this and that, that. It doesn't matter how many fucking different parades up parade through it, and you, oh, you think there's difference, the inherent condition has never changed. And you are of that. You may, if you don't believe you are, you believe you're in the ocean of samsara, there's a tether that got you. Nothing is, you know, dumping you, <laughs> dipping you in. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're never not connected. It's always available at all times, right where we are, you know, with no requirement necessary to mean it. It's just if if the attention and interest is somewhat given the permission to leave a dead object, which is this non-existing, long-lasting, independent thing. If it's given permission to just maybe go, oh, you know, let's call off the hunt today. All right. I'm not even going to give the smell of Paul. Just come on, stay here. And maybe they'll run around like free range and they'll smell other things. And the interest and attention like a pack of bloodhounds, they'll find, maybe they'll, when they run into the, the fox, they'll have lunch with it. They'll chill out. They'll change. The whole intention of how you live will change without doing anything about it. You'll be at the point of finding out, hey, Obviously, I'm not interested in what my head keeps saying I'm interested in because I haven't done a damn thing about it for fucking five years. So let's give up this little storyline, you know what I mean? And let's not move another story in there. Let's just enjoy the space. Let all these little storylines come to the end. Don't buy the next subscription. You know, cancel your fucking magazine thing. And then, all right, there you go. What's left? Space. Space, which has always been the case. 
Just like this chair, you move this chair away. The old one we used to use. When I move this chair away, I don't have to find and do it like a very quick sleight of hand, a piece of space that's just this size and put it where this chair was. Do I? The chair is basically an appearance in space. Yeah. It doesn't take up any space. Space doesn't get moved away when the chair is there. The chair is inherently empty of being anything. It appears in space. That's the difference between this. If I walk away, the only way you can know me is by memory, and the only way we know ourselves is by memory. The only way you feel like you're John is by memory. You've never seen it. You've been seeing this body. Can you think, can you say you look like you did when you were five years old? The body itself has, has, has popped the whole sto- balloon of the story. You look fucking totally different. And then you look different to you when you look in a mirror than you look to others. Some people really are walking around looking like they think they look like hot shit. They look terrible. I mean, they're wearing the wrong set of clothing for their body shape, you know? They are. But when, they, when they're looking, it's all made up. The whole thing, and my take on them is made up. It's a dream. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's good to have it in the category it is in, which it's a dream, not real. The only reality is what's looking. This lady saw my... She knew, she knew me vaguely. She saw my little bumper stick, stick of empty phenomena rolling on. So she says, what does that mean? All right. So it's, <laughs> to, me, to me, it means that everything is inherently empty of being a thing and the only reality there is is what's looking yeah so what's looking is the only reality there is everything that's looked at isn't real in that sense because the only reality is what's looking that's why here you have a subjective experience you come to an event no one, not everyone leaves with the same experience of the same event. Obviously, which is the bigger factor in the event? The one who attended it or the event? The one who attended it. The one who attends to your life or, the, or what's in your life? The one who attends to it. Or physics, it says, the greatest influence of any experiment is the observer of it. And they say, you know, observation, us, observation distorts what's observed. So as soon as you turn to look at something or read something or think something or go over a feeling you thought you had, it's, it's manipulated. It's as, soon as, as soon as you look, the meaning keeps you seeing it. You know? you, the meaning has already been given by mind. And you can't go, oh, I'm very, very uncomfortable and try to catch it. You're never going to be before it. Yeah? You give everything all the meaning it has. That's the function here. That's the dreaming. That's the dreaming. We want to meet the dreamer. There is no dreamer. If you want to meet the quote-unquote dreamer, it's in the dreaming. Because it's verb. There's no noun doing the verb. There's just doing. There's just verbing. 
That's what happens. The mental states wants to see the truth as a something, and you can't see it as a something, because it's not a something, it's a verb. Everything is a verb, and we're looking for it as a noun. I want to find the Creator. Good luck. <laughs> Turn around and look at your fucking self. If you're creating your Saturday, I don't mean the broad sense, this is all agreed upon, but your little day. Do you know really, did you have, how, how do you know you had a good day, really? It's so freaking suspect. All right, I'm going to go over my days this week. All right. I think I had a good day Monday. Let's see, Tuesday. Oh, no, no, I ran into the Temple of Lost Hairs. I didn't have a good day Tuesday. Wednesday, I wanted something, so I did not have a good day because I didn't get it. Thursday. And when does this happen? On Saturday. There's the review of the week. Absolutely, there's no reality to it whatsoever. It's like that which can never be calm, we placate all day. The mental state is constantly, constantly trying to pet itself, you know, because calm down. <laughs> but it, you, can't, you can't unruffle an agitated state. That's more agitation. You just have to see you're not... It's like the... Instead of blaming all the waves in the pot, just see the ladle. Yeah. If the ladle pulls out, the water will become flat and reflective and everything will be clear. It's the little ladle, the movement of the ladle that's producing the chop on the surface. Yeah. The ladle is the idea, identification as a self. You don't have to lose interest in everything, just lose interest in that. And you'll gain interest in everything, basically. How do I lose interest in that? Not by trying, because that would be self being interested in self by trying to get out of self. Fucking, you get stymied again. Just question you're not that. Just open up to the possibility. Thoughts seem to come unbidden, don't they? Do you notice a thought coming? All right, there's a thought coming from Nebraska. It's going to be here. Oh! Corn. Where did I get I got it from Nebraska. Oh, oh Jesus, I'm in New Jersey. Diner. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you can't track them, can you? All right, all right. We've recognized where this thought came from. It, it first was formed in 1955 in the head of Mary Margaret McCarthy. <laughs> it's now migrated over time and space to appear in Paul Hedeman, Margaret, Mary Margaret McCarthy's son, head, 2015. Oh, now I know the thought. I know its origins, where it came from. But the fuck you still believe you're the thinker? That's the dilemma. It's not thoughts, it's not feelings, it's not even actions. But it's much, actions can be a, little more, a lot more uh, established because of the reality we seem to be in. Yeah. So when, when there's a doing, you're going to be held to account for that. But the thinking and feelings are nobodies until there's the act of claiming them. Right? The thoughts and feelings are just coming and going, coming and going. It's when there's a claiming of them and then the thought finds expression 
by producing an action, then you're held accountable to that thought, aren't you? So let's say if I have my girlfriend and for years I've had thoughts about, I hate this lady or something, but I never said it. Then the one night I say it, she never forgets. (laughs) Never forgets. That has been tattooed on me. That one fucking vague little tramp-like, hobo-like thought. I claimed it to be mine. (laughs) I I had the great wisdom to state it out loud, and now I've been tattooed. Yeah, as this action figure. But here, all the shit going up in here is nobody's. That's the good news, isn't it? It's just like, it's like you're the sky with asteroids and shooting stars passing. Why fucking claim them? Yeah, why not just rest in the skyness and fucking see the fireworks instead of getting blown up by the fireworks? Why not? It's a possibility. Not by doing and having, but by recognizing what you're not. If you're not the Earth or the planet, you're not going to be scared of the asteroids. You know? If you're not a thing, you're not going to be afraid of what things are afraid of. You can, you'll be able to rest in the skyness and allow things to come and go as is their want. Yeah? That paper that gets blown in by a wind, the only reason why it stays in the room is because the window is closed. If the window was open, the fucking thing, some wind would blow it right through. It has no intention to stay. A thought has no intention to fuck with you. It's the my. It's the my that gives it all meaning. And then what happens is the thoughts picture you as an object, and they're like drone surveillance. They're flying in this incredible spacious sky, but now you've totally forgotten the sky, and there's these these sounds of drones constantly waiting to bombard you. You're not good enough. You really fucked this time up. You're unlovable. I mean, you're just, it's like you're, you're running in like empty, like unprotected land and drones are finding all these These thoughts are killing me. But they only can see you as an object. The thoughts cannot zero in on you as what you are. They can't be, they can't be trained to fire at you by the mental state unless you're the target of being a body, a historical body. You can't be hit unless you're identified as this. Then you can be thought about all freaking day. Yeah? Always. You can't even enjoy the day because you know this thing could explode at any minute. I would love to do studies, really see the studies of those poor Afghanis and Pakistanis, children that live under that threat all day, what their head is like. Because that's sort of like the living expression of what we're living in in this world, in the Western world. The thoughts are just driving fucking people crazy all day, exploding their day, ruining things. What would happen if you were not that, if you were not the target? Would the range, would your interest and attention keep going to the firing range? No. It would be dismissed from that dead occupation and maybe diffuse and and spread where you would see when, you, when you're looking at like this, a very contracted, tight, concentrated way, you'll never see space. But in a sense, you see space through diffusement. Yeah? Through like a widening of the lens. 
when you really open up, you see space not by seeing it, by what it, it what it what it, it in, what it intimates in you in mind when it's big and wide and open. You'll sense space. You'll feel the presence of what space is like. Yeah, you won't be able to find or get that feeling by concentrated, vigilant looking. But when you space out in a way, then you get the intimation of bigness. Yeah, largeness. To me, that's the mind seeing space. You don't think it's going to have an effect on quote-unquote you here? It will. And you know what? And then this you will be used to affect other people greatly also. It all gets to that one point. Are we starting after the heist or are we starting before the heist? Before the mental state claims everything and turns life into an interpretation, are we starting at that point where we've got to fight the interpretation, therapize the, and try to learn about the, or can we entertain the possibility that flagpole, that flagpole that is after the conquest, that identification as a body may not be us, and then we can see it before the conquest. And before the conquest, there's never been a conquest. Before the fact, the fact ain't a fact. After the fact, it seems as real as real can be. Before it, it's not a fact. The freedom doesn't come from something being undone. The freedom is that something had, could never have been made. Yeah? Never could have happened, in a sense. Yeah? So it's no undoing, there's no unraveling, there's no deconstructing, there's just a recognition nothing fucking ever happened, really. That brings a great relief. Not a relief that comes and goes day in and day out because of conditions and situations and mental, emotional, physical, and circumstantial states, but a condition that is not conditioned. A prior condition, before all conditions. You are and I am of that. Why not allow a little of it to come into the mix here? Why not? It doesn't... How much effort is... Do we have to... Am I seeing more now? I woke up and seeing was hard for me today. No, fucking... My eyes... The whole fucking thing on again, completely as it always is. Ear on... <laughs> you know what I mean? There's absolutely no thought. I don't join clubs to see better. <laughs> All right, I'll see better if I just concentrate on one object. No, no, no. There's no thought or effort in the experience of being what we are. Why is there made this path of thought or effort to get back there? I don't understand. How could that thought and efforting reach that which exhibits no thought or effort? I don't see it. I don't see why there has to be so much hard work to get back to doesn't that doesn't exhibit exhibit any working at all. Like it's never it's just seeing. I mean, you can be dreaming of Schenectady, New Jersey. You open your eyes. <laughs> it's how long did it take? 
And do you get tired at 3 o'clock? I mean, I've seen way too many people today. Maybe in relationships with them, yes, and tired immediately. But it's not the seeing, you know. I usually have to take a seeing nap every day, 4 o'clock. It's just a little too much. Uh, hearing, too. I swear, it's such a burden. I've been tra- hearing all day. It's like my muscle, my hearing muscle, my, my eardrum look, must look like Arnie Schwarzenegger's bicep. You know, I'm just hearing all day. I'm, I'm seeing up here all day. Space. I'm spacing all day. No. Is there any fucking effort? Is there any effort in the basic common denominator of your day? Every day, every day is based on the same denominator. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Okay? And what's behind that? Is there any thought? Is that, is that making an effort to see? Is it making an effort to hear? Is it making an effort to feel? Is it making an effort to taste? To touch? If you have, like, that's why it blows my mind out when they have books, 900 pages on consciousness. Why would we want to study what we are? I would much rather be it, you know? By being it, that's the best form of studying it, in a way. Just being it. What is it like to be conscious? I think there's a lot of thought and effort goes into it. Oh, really? You do, Paul? Oh, yes. Unbelievable. All right, well... Okay. Uh, it doesn't seem like any, does it? Has it ever had to, to be efforted and done? Then why are we trying to do ourselves and efforting ourselves into it? I think all the doing and efforting could be used as a way of saying you're out of it. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to be the greatest experience you ever had. It probably won't. You can have a much greater experience dropping acid and doing fucking shit. Maybe drop acid, jump out of a plane, and wait to the last second to pull the thing. You know, that would probably be a super rush. Really? I mean, it would be a great experience, but this isn't an experience. It's just ordinary dog shit awareness, really. It's, that's what happens. It's got no, you know, there's no going to be like a, a black belt. You know, or there's no different levels of degrees. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just plain ordinary awakeness and the awakening, being awake to it. You know, we're in that situation all day. It's either we're being awake to it or we're seemingly being unawake to it. And how are we being unawake to it? We're being very very awake to being a body. That's the dilemma. That's how it happens. Yeah. If you lose interest in being a body, you'll gain interest in that. If you try to gain interest in that as the body, you'll just gain more interest in being the body. You know, these things are some of the greatest statements of all were just warnings. They just were trying to tell us, save us time. You can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the light to seek the light. It's not going to happen. So what he's saying is basically you may be the Buddha, you may be the light, you may be mind, and if you are, yeah, then it would be totally unnecessary and inappropriate to seek mind as mind, to seek the Buddha as the Buddha, to seek the light as the light. Now, it would be really appropriate and very noble to seek the Buddha as not being the Buddha, 
to seek the light as that which isn't the light, to seek the big M mind as that which isn't a big M mind, that would be a noble endeavor if that was the case. But it's not the case. We are the Buddha, we are the light, we are the mind. That's it. Let's see, this is my blessing. Let's see if I can hit every person. Oh, long going to be hard. Oh. oh, I think Roland needs two of them. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, I won't hit you in the head, don't worry. So the head's a pretty good target. Oh, I got him in the arm. All right. Oh, ah, ah, Prashad from heaven.